Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you'd like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches while on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere I go. Become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio and support the show today. Welcome to Oyster World. Oyster World. Radio. Hello, Oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and this episode I'm happy to introduce Jan Jakob Bach. Jan Jakob really helped us out in a tight spot by not only helping us Sherlock Holmes style try to track down Jackie's stolen computer, but also let us stay quite a few extra days as we try to figure everything out. After getting to know Jan, it makes sense why he's so easygoing. He's been through a lot, including an abusive home, and is now thriving on his own in the beautiful city of Krakow, Poland. It takes a lot to recover from an upbringing like Jan Jakob's, and even though he still struggles with the aftermath, he has a game plan to help bring his mother and sister and himself back together. And with that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jan Jakob Bach. Jan Jakob, welcome to Oyster World Radio. We're really excited to have you on. We're in the beautiful city of Krakow. Krakow, that's right. And thank you for welcoming us into your home. And how are you doing? Well, it was a tough morning. I woke up at like uh, 12 o'clock in the Yeah, so the last afternoon. two nights you've had these mysterious disappearances oh, yeah. where you come in. the middle in of the night. <laughs> midnight, 1 a.m., say, I'm going out. Yeah. And for us, the, the, you know, the night usually starts at 10 p.m., 9 That's right. 9 that's, that's the time to go to sleep, right? Well, oh, that's when you usually <laughs> go out on the town on the weekend, but you started at 2 a.m. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. It, it kind of became a habit. Like, uh, people used to call me like, uh, you know, I talk on the morning, a friend from Warsaw just came over and just said, okay, let's go. And uh, what else? Are, what, you don't have a choice at that point. You yeah, just gotta go. Yeah, it's, it's done. It's, already, <laughs> it's yeah. done. You gotta go. What can I say? Oh, drink. I'm a party pooper. I'm, I'm just gonna stay at home. I, I can't do that. You can't do that, yes. even though it's two in the morning yeah. and you should be sleeping. Oh, you come have on. It's the weekend. Class this, <laughs> this upcoming and you haven't done any of your homework. Yeah, that's why I moved the classes at 18. Uh, in the afternoon Uh, that was a good choice no that was a good choice i guess we got to get started because you have class to go to that's right and we got to figure out your story Mm -hmm. coming up so i i'm love poland poland is really underrated so i am really excited to have you on the show yeah i can boost the image yeah and (laughs) it it's um I know, I know a lot of, we have a ton of immigrants in the Midwest uh, from Polish descent. So yeah. I'm, and I have a lot, some in my family and Jackie has some in her family. Yeah, that's right, so in the Polish heritage. I'm right? really excited to learn what, what Polish life is like a, a little yeah. bit. But it didn't start there for you. No, you it didn't. You were actually born in Brussels. Brussels. That's right. And, uh, you know, I lived there for like uh, seven years, I think. Yeah, that's where it started, I guess. But uh, then I pretty quickly moved to Poland, right? Yeah, did you have any memories from the early days? Yeah, I do. I remember eating uh, walnuts. That's right. That's the name. Yeah, walnuts. Yeah, edible walnuts. 
I think that's what, one of my favorite memories. I remember walking around with my mother in the park. Just... Are those those toasted walnut stands? That's right. Oh, man, yeah. are those good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just stuck in my head, the taste of it. Okay, so when we go to Brussels, then we're going to definitely have to check out the yeah, roasted yeah, yeah, nuts. Yeah. Get rid of the, uh, the chocolate. Everybody's about the chocolate in, in Brussels. No the good. Toasted walnuts. It's man. all about the toasted walnuts. Yeah, Can we yeah. put chocolate on the toasted walnuts? Is that a thing? You could try. <laughs> I qu- can't guarantee it. It's gonna work, but you can try it. Man. Okay, it's worth a shot. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Yeah. So it, not not so many early memories, but then your family then moved to Warsaw yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And after listening and talking the pre-interview, I thought it was really interesting that you are what I like to call a third culture kid where both your parents come i'm not even sure if you can call it third culture i think it's like a fourth or something just just because of my mother living in so many different countries she picked up so many different you know uh, cultural uh, idiosyncrasies yeah so let's talk about your mom a little bit so yeah she sounds like a badass yeah she is a badass she speaks uh, like uh, what Uh, one two three four at least four other languages it's english polish languages she she used to speak Arabic. I'm not sure how good she is right now in it, but she used to speak Arabic a lot. A lot yeah. yeah, well, you said later in life that she lived in Iran, Iraq area. Yeah, yeah the mi- Middle East. Um, just just because East. of my grandfather, right? He was, um, he used to um, make mines. Mines? Yeah. The, the big mines. The big the, Where mines. you dig resources. Yeah, out. that's yeah. right. In the in the middle Middle East, and that's uh, that's why my mother used to live there. Is she Polish by descent and just has moved, or it's, I don't even know, man. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know this about your own mom. No, she really think, has been to that many uh, countries. To be honest, to be honest, I'm pretty sure she even uh, she. I, oh man, I think she 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 got born here in Krakow. Here in Krakow? Yeah. So it really started where it ends. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> you didn't even yeah, know. Okay, like this, a... is, this is on air. We... <laughs> New revelation. It's like, where's my mother finally from? finally found out that your mom was from Krakow. <laughs> yeah, I remember she... It's I, I, I remember she, she even told me when she came to visit me, right? Yeah. And um, we walked around the place and she was like, oh, this was my preschool. I used to, I used to study here. And you know it was so weird. I I I just I just started remembering it. At the time, you're probably like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. but now you're like, oh yeah. snap, yeah, she's from Krakow. Yeah, that's where I live. Yeah, but she immediately moved to to the Middle East with my with my grandparents. Gotcha. So she actually her home is in yeah. the Middle East. Yeah, and then she after going uh, at like twenty, mm-hmm. she went to college, right? And but she moved to Brussels. That's when she moved to Brussels. She didn't That's know the French language. Her, pa- her my grandparents <laughs> just basically were like, "Okay, you want to study medicine in in Brussels," and they just and they just sent her off. Yeah. Well, it. I guess if she learned four or five languages, what's one more, right? Well, then it was her fourth, I think. Yeah, oh, I guess. Oh well, yeah, yeah, at that but point, she still. She told me like uh, fairly recently that was pretty tough for her. Yeah. You know, just. Uh, she always spe- uh, spoke about it very, very fondly, uh, about the experience, you know, in, in Brussels. Mm-hmm. But uh, she told me that she was really, really worried a couple of days ago. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, so much pressure moving to a different country with a different language. 
Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. Well, that's something that you're tra- you're thinking about doing, yeah, going to right. France and studying. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with my mother's footsteps. I'm just gonna move to 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 Paris. Yeah. And well, I, the way that you speak English, you definitely have language learning under your belt in some yeah. regard, which is some really nice. But I can imagine for everyone listening, he studies chemical engineering, right? Yeah, that's right. And that's not easy. In the natural language that you speak, I can imagine a second language (laughs) trying to understand the quantum chemistry, chemistry whatever bullshit that you're trying (laughs) to learn. So it's gonna be tough. It's it's a tough task, but I I guess I'm just gonna buy a big book with the words in it, right, and just translate it all. Yeah, word by word. I guess that's the best way to do it. Well, that's in your blood. So ask your mom; she figured yeah. it out. <laughs> she grew, yeah, she Yeah, yeah. So yeah, your mom traveled around multiple cultures. Yeah. Lived in the Middle East, originally Polish. Yeah, then from Brussels, learned the language. Brussels, and that's yeah. where that's where you were born. Yeah, in Brussels. So then you guys came back. Cool story. To I was nearly born in the U.S. You were nearly born in the U.S. Yeah, that's right. My mother, uh, when I was pregnant. Uh, when when I was uh, when my mother was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she was just in the U.S. but decided to go into you know come back to Brussels. Gotcha. That's where I got so it. you can get an EU passport yeah. instead of a U.S. Yeah, yeah, passport. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it was a good idea though. Just imagine, I could be a president. I I, may, I, <laughs> I think you have to. You, yeah, you would be born in the U.S. Yeah. Where was it? Where were you going to be born? Just curious. Oh man, I I think it was Chicago. Uh, okay, good place. Yeah. Go Midwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why you want to go back. You're one of the first people I met that actually want to go visit the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest, yeah, I guess. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I wasn't really that um, baffled by the, um, the splendor of the East and West Coast, you know. I just wanted to visit the, the middle, not really the extremes. Right? Okay, but we're not the middle. <laughs> Come on. But I know what you're talking about. The rest the, of it the, the is the desert. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Get out of here. It's kind of. There's like a portion that's the desert. And then you have the mount. Never mind. It's not important. <laughs> we'll get into this off, off the air. Yeah. <laughs> as we usually do. Okay. But back to your story. So you move back to Warsaw. And this is really your home. Yeah. Capital of Poland. Big yeah. city. Yeah. What was life like for you on a normal day? <clears throat> so you're out with your big group of friends and you're were you in the city were you outside the city and what was, was a normal day i was um living in a pretty big home right uh, together with my father and my mother and my sister and um you know i i basically studied every day i tr- i was um well yeah i guess i partied a lot right and it wasn't really an interesting time of my life I never. Uh, well, for for you it might not be interesting, but yeah, I guess. Me. But you know, um, it's um, I never got the um, motivation to you know actually think about what I'm doing. I was just uh, constantly bombarded by my school, my friends, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a you know, it just was a lot, and um, you know, it influenced the way that. Uh, I guess I started building connections, you know, just because of the sheer number of people around me. Yeah. It was just, uh, you know, I had a big school, I had a big community of people around me, and just yeah. all the time, constantly, there was a lot of people around And there's constantly things to do. Yeah. All the time. I guess, no, yeah. Well, this is the thing that really baffles me, and is very different from the U.S., is that Europeans start partying way oh, earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Way earlier. Wow, were you... 
12. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the first time, actually, I, I went to Malta to speak, uh, to start speaking English, I guess. It was an English uh, school, right? My mm-hmm. mother sent me there. She didn't really know what was happening there. I told her only when she wanted to send my, my sister there. <laughs> and like, she okay, was, this is my, the real thing that happens. <laughs> my sister was 13, and my mother was like, oh, you went to Malta. It was pretty cool. You liked it, right? And then I had these flashbacks of me just like being 12 or something and people all over the the hotel just coming to my room and drinking and smoking and going to weird places in Malta. It was... It oh, was man. fun as hell, yeah. I'm sure. It was fun, but it was uh, a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> and I was like, 12 years old. You're not even a teenager yet. Just imagine how quickly I learned the language. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah if you're, it took me two summers to master English, I, I think. Yeah, and I, once again, I was really surprised that your English was so so good. And I guess that does it, forming a social circle very close where you have to use it every single every day single at day. every single moment. Yeah, And yeah, two summers and you were, you were good, but man, no, those were really. two hard summers. Though, those were two hard summers. I, I just started learning how to, you know, party and yeah. form relationships and uh, like, you know, with people uh, like uh, friends and stuff from different cultures. It was so confusing to me. Just imagine, I I used to basically all of, all of my life. I remember it was in Poland, yeah. right? And then I got sent out to a completely different culture. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of Spanish people, a lot of English people, and they had all different way of uh, approaching how to make friends. And right? it was a huge mesh almost. Yeah. of people. It was from a, all over. It Europe. was a mesh. Yeah, that's right. So many different people. So many different cultures. Yeah, it got overwhelming pretty quickly, I guess. <laughs> but after some time, I, uh, you know, after two summers, first, uh, first Malta, then Brighton, and you know, I, I guess, I guess, I started learning how to how to build connections with people from different cultures, and it helped me a lot in the future. Yeah, well, yeah. that also started a travel bug. Yeah, almost of where you just wanted to go. You've been to a lot of different countries, and it started yeah. at such a young age. Yeah. You were only 12 years old, and you're going to different countries. Yeah, and all by myself, you know. Where else did you go? You you, said you named it. Th- yeah, <laughs> basically like um, Malta, Brighton, London, uh, Nice in France. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I also traveled pretty early all over Poland. Mm-hmm. Then I started visiting uh, the closest uh, European countries. When I was, uh, I think, 15, I started going to Germany mm-hmm. to visit my brother, for example, then. Mm-hmm. And um, I just uh, yeah started traveling pretty quickly, but it all started this is by yourself yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this all isn't by a family trip. No, this no, is pure yeah, just full on yeah. alone travel. Yeah, Which or just with just... some friend, or just to visit somebody in a different country, right? Yeah, yeah. That started, and um, you know, I I got the I got the bug from it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which uh, obviously continues to this day. To this day, pretty and vigorously. I nearly crashed my semester last year just because I traveled a lot. You know, here in Krakow, the tickets are so cheap for the flights, man. You can go to, uh, you know, Berlin for ten bucks. For ten dollars? Yeah. With the flight? Yeah, here and back. A return ticket yeah. to Berlin. Return and back? tickets for ten bucks. What is that like? An hour flight too. Uh, one and twenty. Like an hour and twenty minutes, yeah. and you're in Berlin. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That is insane. That's awesome. And it's so easy to travel. You know, I got tickets to Oslo, to Norway for uh, what, like eighties? Uh, what? So it's like what, twenty bucks? Yeah, twenty five bucks. That's incredible. 
My yeah. God. And you know, it's just well, Europe is easy to travel as a whole because you got oh, trains, yeah. you got buses, you got planes, you go and they're everywhere. all competing. But I didn't know that it was that cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I got to start flying out of Krakow. That's insane. Yeah, if you if you buy the tickets early before, if you plan something, you can get tickets that. Doesn't even matter. The cost doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. That's yeah. a, a couple beers. Though. Yeah, so that's it. That's actually less than the beers that we had. <laughs> yeah, that's Trump, right. Which is unbelievable. Yeah, Guinness is expensive, right? Guinness is expensive, but very good. Yeah, very good. I don't know if it's worth uh, spending the money to go to Oslo and back. Yeah, but, you know. right? Just imagine. You could go to either drink a beer or go to uh, Oslo. <laughs> My God. Well, before we get too far off topic, yeah, it sounds like you had a really, really great upbringing, different countries, all over the place, but unfortunately, it wasn't all so great. No. You actually had a pretty tough upbringing with yeah, both, I guess. both of your parents um, coming from different places, but especially your father, if you don't mind talking about it I don't. and sharing, yeah. uh, sharing your story. Is it, it seems like your mom was... She's been to different places. She's traveled a lot, but your dad was on the other end and way more yeah. conservative. And that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. He was just uh, you know, he was um, he started out in a big family. My grandmother was very Christian, and you know, it just builds up generation after generation. That's how it works here in Poland, you know. Yeah, just um, you know, there's a lot of beauty in the the way the they bring up children right here in Poland, but there's also you know, it's very strict. Mm-hmm. very um, there is no place for controversy you gotta mm-hmm. stick with the with the way that they teach you it's what i say goes yeah. yeah that's it that's it and you know it just sticks to the person and uh, then if you have your own child uh, you know it's just easy to uh, forget uh, some things that your wife told you you know and just uh, start doing the way your mother told you to do it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, right. I I had trouble, you know, to get to to a school that I wanted, just because my father wanted it to be a Christian school. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Uh, uh, I didn't want to go. I decided yeah. pretty early, like also thirteen, that I I didn't believe in God, right? Yeah. And you can imagine that it was a pretty big. Uh, it's probably really hard for him too. Yeah. But, but hard for you because. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, there's a. How do you tell him? How oh do man, you... it was a tough moment. Just you can imagine, like the whole family so circled around the religion, right? About yeah. Christianity, you know, it was really tough to tell anybody. I was, I was stagnating to tell my uh, uh, grandmother about it. Yeah, she, she, uh, you know, she, she didn't take it well, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it was way worse with my father. <laughs> he got pretty angry about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I just, um, I didn't tell him that I didn't believe. I just told him that I didn't want to go to relig- religious classroom, right? Yeah. Uh, there was a, a Christianity um, lesson, basically, yeah. in my school. Yeah. And I just told him I don't want to go. Yeah. How How did you approach that? Did you know that it was going to be... Bad because I know yeah. I mean, everyone struggles with diff- yeah. starting difficult conversations. Yeah. But did you just go? Yeah, for I it? Tr- yeah you... I tried my ground before. Right? I I tried to hint at that. I'm not, yeah. I just don't want to go to church on Sunday. Yeah, and I always seen that he knows what I'm doing. Yeah, and he didn't want it to happen ever. He just told me you gotta go to church. Yeah, that's it. 
and that uh, and the discussion. Yeah, if I didn't go to church, he, he would be you know angry all weekend about it, the whole day. He's yeah. gonna talk to my mother about it, and there's gonna be a whole turmoil about. It. He he planned it pretty well. And I'm sure that was really hard on you mentally yeah. because yeah, just that, imagine he, this. Uh, yeah, this is your dad. Yeah. you don't want your dad to be. And upset. also, I was 13. Yeah, and you're also 13. <laughs> this is a really tough. Well, not only a really yeah. tough time, just as you learn about yourself and yeah. grow up, but well, you have to grow up much faster because yeah, not only you have right. to figure out what you want, but you have to stick to it and fight for it. At yeah, the time. there was no place for rethinking re- re- my decision. Yeah, when it was when I told him, it was done. Right. Yeah, and you. There is no you, coming there's back. No, from there's it. no negotiations. Nope. There's no. Okay, I'll try this. There's no like. Okay. No. Yeah, I don't believe in God. I remember it was a, it was a tough moment. He was he got really angry. Yeah, he smashed my computer. He smashed your computer. Yeah, he smashed my computer. Oh man! So it seems like there was some. Uh, it it must have gotten harder after yeah. that as well because you were thirteen and then you didn't move out till you were about eighteen. Yeah. Um. Or, yeah, that's right. Eighteen. And even then, at some points. He kicked you out for a couple of days. Yeah, that's and right. You know, it, I guess uh, it was um, really nice to finally um, get my own ground after after I um, left Warsaw, you know. Yeah. It was just, uh, we got the divorce, right? My mother got the divorce. And then, with, um, I guess, I was really happy for my sister just because she, she wouldn't have to go through it yeah. as I did. Were you sort of her protector when you were there? Yeah. I, yeah, it's um, just because of all the aggression that was in the, in the house, I uh, I started inflicting it on my my sister. I remember yeah. that. I, I, it was tough. You know, I was uh, fairly young, right? And I noticed fairly quickly that I started to inflict the pain that happened to me on my sister. You know, usually. Um, you, your parents have to tell you that but yeah. I understood it I remember the time I understood it and uh, it was pretty tough because I understood that you know I'm inflicting the pain that's happening to me to the people around me right yeah and it was tough what was, what was that moment like can you take me to that realization where yeah. do you know where you were yeah I, 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 um, I remember it was um, at my house then right it was a pretty big house and um i think i uh, i i started shouting at my my sister just because of some little shit that she taken from my room mm-hmm. um it's just like um she used to take a like a something from my room for to play with with her friends mm-hmm. i got so angry at her yeah i i remember that i um she taken some little toy or something and i i started shouting at her very vigorously it just went on with the exact same words that my father said and i remember that in the middle sentence i understood that he was i i was saying exactly the same shit that he was saying to me and it just hit me so hard you know just um it's so easy to inflict the same way of living on another person right and then I understood, like, that's the same thing that happened to my father. And now it's happening to me. I, I, can't, have that. I can't let that happen, right? Yeah. What was your next step after My that? next step was, uh, obviously, it's, it was, like, super hard to admit to it. 
I guess, you know, you can understand yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You can get the hold of that. But then you have to tell the people that it's happening. Yeah. Right? And, you know, a, a lot of people just live with it, just not telling anybody, just leaving the same and just just uh, eats like you inside. Oils right? inside yeah. you and it's like stuck. Yeah, but every, um, I guess I um, I started to my, I started talking to my sister after that. I understood it. But then we kept on living in the same house with my father, right? It was really tough to get the connection that was needed to actually discuss this topic with somebody that was so young. My mm -hmm. sister was then like, what? 10? Yeah, 10 years old. And how can you discuss it with, you know, how can you tell somebody the last 10 years of your life, I didn't know what I was doing. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And you know, it's just so tough to tell somebody that. And I had to wait for some time to, to actually explore it with my sister. But it's happening now. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm so happy about it. It's such a good feeling. Did it start once you left the city and yeah. were able to reflect? Yeah. And... and you know, I just, uh, I think you have a similar story, right? With yeah. your sister, it's just so easy to connect with somebody when you stop being in a, you know, abusive home. Maybe for me, abusive, right? I get guess, get less tired of each other. Yeah. You know, just... Uh, well, you, you usually inflict the pain on the people that you love most, right? Yeah, I guess. And especially the ones closest to you and... In proximity and in proximity, family right. and everything else. And I, I, yeah, I completely yeah. understand. It's... Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's such a great feeling just because I I, I said, okay, that's enough. Now I am the, uh, basically, I have to really care about my family right now. You know, my mother made a very big decision, you know, to, to completely uh, cut away the part of her life that, you know, was fucking up for our family. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it took a big toll on her, you know, just because, you know, she lost her husband. Yeah. He, he, sometimes I hear about him, you know, he still doesn't want to make it easy for us. Yeah. He has the, he's living in our home, even though my mother basically paid for it. It's not really, you know, so something, something important. Fuck the money, right? Yeah. I have my family. Right. But it's still, you know, it keeps on buzzing near her ear. And then I, I know, and she keeps telling me to spend time with my sister. You know, that it's so important and she's lost, you know, because she's just imagine this. You're you're so young, like 13, 14 right now, my sister, right? Same age. I remember I started fighting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was pretty easy for me growing up. But right now she's been between two huge camps, right? My father and her his family. It was also very tight, very close knit, yeah. supporting the father yeah. 100%. My, and... my, my sister is super close to my father's mother, my grandmother, right? Yeah. And she, she spent a lot of time with them. And right now, she keeps on being, uh, you know, told what's right, what's wrong uh, from this part. Especially at such a young age, too. But yeah. then, yeah, their influence. And just imagine the same thing best. that bonded in me. The 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 third culture right uh, the the fusion of different cultures mm. here they're on the opposite sides and she keeps on being fed at yeah. that the Polish culture and the culture of my mother my other side of the family they're on the other side of the barricade mm -hmm. and she keeps on seeing that wherever she goes yeah and it's a choice not a fusion anymore yeah and now she has to choose yeah that's right and uh, between parents which yeah is... I, I'm just and my mother knows this because she talks about it a lot with me, right? 
and I understand it. And but it's just so hard to lower the pressures between the families. Yeah. Just after such a big change, because nobody on the side of my father's family believed what happened. Yeah. There was there were cameras in the rooms, in our houses, but he deleted all the footage. So then it was like, oh, no evidence that it didn't happen. Yeah, he just took the took the record. Nobody can know it. So how, especially in in this situation now, then, as you move out and start, as you move on, of course, your sister, you have to be this protector. She's yeah. still young, but yeah. she's torn. Yeah, and I'm sure you absolutely understand how oh, she yeah. feels. What what's your? Do you have a game plan of how you're going to? Yeah, I do. You I have a solid game. Yeah, of course, man. I uh, I decided, you know, we're living we're living in a different cities, but I I decided that you know it's not really important. What do you talk about? It just you have to talk to each other, yeah. and then that's how you explore, you know, who she is. Right now, it's really tough for me to, uh, you know, she's living in a completely different culture, and I never understood it. Like, you know, she has completely different friends than me, and I just and I. I decided that this is my mission to understand. You know, I just I just speak with her a lot. I take her to my parties. I meet I let her meet my friends. We go to play poker together. You know, I I sometimes I uh, buy beer for her or whatever. <laughs> you know. As a big brother yeah. should, you know. It's, it's yeah, that's it. And you know, it, it's just such a good feeling to bond with somebody that is close to you. Yeah. Not only that especially I know and me and my sister really connected in college too after we we split apart it you are amazed how similar you are and yeah. of course it, yeah. there's that's a very obvious thing to say but you don't realize it until yeah. you just think it's older. another person and then one day you just realize you know we're no. family right yeah we're family we have some some things yeah. that no one else no one, no else, one else has yeah that's right let me get back uh, to the topic. Why? How? What is my game plan? Right? Yeah. I I got my I got more game. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I, I, I understood what was happening to my family, and I feel I'm not sure if it's true, but I feel like I'm pretty over it, right? Mm-hmm. And right now I get different priorities, right? And my priority is my sister and my mother. I just keep on trying to connect the families. Yeah. How much is it possible? I got an aunt that is that was pretty close to me, and I just keep on trying to, you know, explore the possibilities of talking to to my sister about what's happening because nobody wants to talk, mm-hmm. and you know that's tough because um, I have to explain everything from my perspective. My father doesn't want to talk and believes it's uh, unhealthy that she shouldn't know, mm. and uh, my Which... mother basically. She believes that it's better for this current situation that we uh, we don't really discuss it too much just because how young she is. But I believe that it's already affecting so much pain on her and I can see it. Yeah. I can feel it when I talk to her. Yeah. And, you know, I believe. And she, my mother told me, you should be the one to talk to her just because the connection that we got together yeah. in the past couple of years. Well, she's the, you are the closest thing oh, to yeah. the... You have been through the same situation. Yeah, that's right. And she knows it. I know. And that helps growing the... Helps to grow the connection between us. Yeah. It's... Um, I, I mean, I, I, I applaud you. It's You're one of the few people that I met that really do 
analyze situations yes. and ask very, very good know. questions. And I think it might have stemmed from that a little bit. It, That's the only thing that I have. I just, you know, I just, I just try to think about what I'm doing. Yeah, well, you have to be this mediate, very curated. You have to really think about what you're saying to these two sides of the equation and make sure that you play the politics. You yeah. have to, you can't just say what you want. You no, have to you be can. curious. You have to play the game, basically. Yeah. And it, you know, it helps that I have a much better connection with my mother also right now. No, she was very close, but we got uh, squished in the home, right? We never get to experience the real connection. Yeah. You know, just talk to each other, you know, go to a party, uh, just connect. Just connect. Yes. Be and humans together yeah. in the same place. Yeah. And right now, I, I'm starting to understand, you know, how important it is. Okay, so... It is. A, it's a great story, and now you're here in Krakow yeah. and thriving. You have this wonderful place. You're going to university as a chemical engineer, graduating in a year and a half, and it. You do have a challenge ahead of you, but I oh, yeah. think the worst is behind you. And to wrap up everything, I, I know a lot of people do struggle with this. It, it's things out of your control. Families split up. Abusive mothers fathers brothers sisters, yeah. whatever it is and doesn't really matter does it just abuse is abuse in a lot of ways so what would you say to someone listening right now that doesn't exactly know where to start or is still forming that game plan to get out of it or reconnect with the right people what would you say to someone to help them form that game plan and yeah move forward i got the words i know that i know what to say it's uh just focus on what you feel it's so easy to distance yourself from the from what's happening around you, right? Sometimes the the what people say just becomes so much more important than what you feel, and then you just lose the picture of of what you want, and then you can't understand what's happening around you, and then you lose yourself in it. Yeah, which is the absolute worst case. That scenario. absolute worst case scenario. That's right. So just. Keep, keep on feeling <laughs> keep on feeling that's right and keep true keep the best true to I your got. feelings keep, oh, I mean I think that's really impactful because a lot of people especially men yeah, suppress I know. feelings yeah yeah it's 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 get really easy to get caught up in the you know just distance yourself from all the feelings from what you feel and then I think that's the worst thing that can happen yeah and as a living example of someone that's gotten out of it doing the method, I, it's great advice for everyone, including myself, whenever in poisonous situations. Thanks, man. So, Jan Yagov, thank you for coming on the show. This has been such a wonderful talk. Yeah. I hope you like Krakow, man. Oh, this place is wonderful. I, I love this place. And everyone listening should come visit because it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. And is. say hi to this guy. He's cool. Yeah. 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 I'm saying hi. <laughs> Right, thanks for tuning in to Oyster Road Radio, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. Thanks again, Jan Yoko, for coming on the show. Make sure that Midwest trip heads through Ohio, and we'll have the room ready for you. Keep up to date on everything going on in the Big Sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher at Gish, G-I-S-H-OutOfWater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milken for all of the Oyster 
Oyster Jam. Check them out on Spotify or at charliemillican.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips, so don't miss out. Thanks again for tuning in to Oyster World Radio. We will be back in two weeks, but until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life If I'm too busy looking at the stars And thinking about all time that's gone by It's time for a change In my day-to-day scene Time to turn around from that clock Face the mirror and change me